For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, rightly divided here with power, authority, and conviction by Bishop Eddie Addy from the Macarius Church headquarters. This anointed teaching will challenge you, strengthen you, and equip you for a truly victorious life in the Lord. Be transformed as you listen. Give attention to my words. Please keep clapping. Wow. Well, what have we missed? We've missed the laughter. When Bishop Eddie is preaching, you will laugh. Never a dull moment. You cannot be sad whilst he's preaching. We've missed the three interjections. And occasionally the gun ones as well. The facing. <laughs> and they're organizing us. You see, sometimes when singers come on stage, they don't arrange themselves and say, Hey, move here, you stand here. We missed all that, hallelujah, because that's a father in the house. And when you are not appearing properly, you come and sing and you don't appear properly, he'll tell you right from where he's sitting. But above, above all, we miss the clarity of the word. The prayers that he prays for us. The voice in which it is delivered. The worship atmosphere and the dancing atmosphere that we are led into. And above all, the presence of the man because he's an anointed Holy Ghost filled power packed prophet, teacher, evangelist. If you are happy to see him one more time, clap your hands to welcome this you too. What a blessing it is to be with you one more time in this beautiful, ultra-modern, multi-purpose, multifaceted, cosmopolitan, state-of-the-art, and avant-garde church wow with nice music first class instrumentation hey fantastic you only have to um, travel then you appreciate what you have also because 
you've been to so many places and yet what you have is also powerful and is also nice so I think Archbishop also traveled and he's also back also welcome yes and you who have not traveled may the Lord open doors so that you go to places that you have only seen on television yeah 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 you go to I was in Las Vegas yeah when I arrived at the airport just at the airport I saw a big arch they have a sign there whatever happens here stays here I mean I think bad boys is for bad people bad boys it's like they are coming here to fornicate to drink to gamble and they are saying that it should just stay in that city it shouldn't cross it shouldn't cross the borders with them mercy but I didn't mind whatever happens there to go out. It's not a problem. I went to go and be happy. Yes. Sometimes you work and work and work and forget that you are supposed to add rest to work. And the Bible says that God himself rested for a full day after working for six days. But it seems like we have so much to do more than what God did that we don't have time to rest so you are working seven times a week seven days a week 30, 31 days a month or 28 days in February but in a leap year 29 days and 365 days a year or 366 for some of us including holidays it's like even when the government gives holidays you go to work or you bring the work home because you are creating more than the world and you are busier than God Hey, but I thank God for the opportunity to travel to uh, Las Vegas and New Jersey yes all in America yes and it was nice too powerful clap for Jesus for all these wonderful things may you also be given opportunity to travel and go to different parts of the world and experience rest and refreshing amen so let's start and share a word of prayer as we begin to uh, share the word of God I want to be preaching on loyalty and disloyalty for some uh, weeks it's been some time since I broached this particular subject and I think that it's important for us as we walk with God and get closer to him to, to learn this particular truth so let us pray Father we ask you to have mercy on us and um, teach us your ways and guide us into all truth Holy Spirit come amongst us and break the seals to the word of God open our hearts to receive touch our eyes to see and our ears to hear 
so that when we are hearing we are hearing and when we are seeing we are seeing so that we can be converted and we can be healed in the mighty name of Jesus Amen God bless you please take your seat turn with me to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2 it says let a man so account of us from verse 1 as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God moreover the Bible says it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful so the first thing we learn from this little passage is the word he says it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful it's a requirement the primary qualification for every church member every minister anybody who is a Christian has been given mysteries you are a steward of Christ pastors are stewards singers are stewards instrumentalists are stewards you are a steward we are all stewards stewards are like servants how many are servants of God Yes, you are a steward of God and the mysteries. Like, whatever is in the word and whatever God has for us in salvation is his, if you like, the mysteries. They are mysteries of God. We are stewards of such mysteries. We are custodians of such mysteries. We've been entrusted with something. Some of them we are supposed to keep and some we are to pass on. There are mysteries. Yesterday I was preaching at a, at a, at a funeral, I almost said wedding, at a funeral on the, um, the mysteries of God that will be finished when the seventh angel sounds the trumpet. The Bible says that the mysteries of God will be finished. Okay? And till that seventh angel sounds the trumpet... The mysteries of God are not yet finished. They will be finished when uh, that angel sounds the trumpet. But until he sounds the trumpet, there are mysteries. What are mysteries? Some mysteries are things you can't easily understand. And you can't easily know. Mysteries are secrets. So the Bible says that the mysteries of God will be finished in Revelation chapter 10 and verse 7 but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel when he shall begin to sound the mystery of God should be finished as he had declared to his servants the prophets so the mysteries of God the the secrets of God um, the Bible says great is the mystery of godliness that is something you can't easily understand about God. God is not easy to fathom. Even you yourself, you are not easy to, fa- to, 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 to read. One time you like this, another time when the same thing is done, you see that you don't really like it. You're, you are not easy to fathom. So when you marry somebody, don't be too hard on them because we are all complex. Yes. One time you like fufu, fufu, fufu. The day, the day they bring fufu, you say, ah, every day fufu, why? 
<laughs> you know, the fact that I'm an Ashanti doesn't mean that I eat fufu every day. Meanwhile, you, you said some time ago that you want to eat fufu every day. But we are complex. We can, you can't read us. You, 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 and, and in the Homo sapiens, the female side is far more complex than the male side. Because the, male, the female side has more, more hormonal imbalances. Yes. And complexity. They themselves cannot tell. What is wrong with you? I don't know. So why are you moody? I don't know. Because certain hormonal changes can bring a problem. So when you have a wife and you were happy the night before and then the morning their faces are not as straight don't, don't be angry too because double anger makes the thing even worse because she, she doesn't know what is wrong with her and, and cannot explain and tell you what to do to make it go yeah so you just have to learn where to walk and where to stand when they are passing yes so that you don't cross them by heart you <laughs> <laughs> yeah just find a way maybe go outside and work in the garden you know and then in the evening yeah what are the plants feed the dogs and so on and then you know if you are hungry find chips and chew don't be asking for food too much do you understand and granules chips and granules it can really fail you in the meantime and then you know, no, watch have they gone to bed, have they gone okay, then you come to the sitting room, okay, are they in the kitchen then you pass to the bedroom just so that, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying, it's like you, don't, you avoid conflicts but a lot of husbands have these type of problems, unsolvable and has become a rather bigger problem do you see which is also doesn't have a solution anyway these are all mysteries i was just saying that we are complex we cry we can't understand ourselves how much more understanding god the great god hey he's far more complex and you see human beings when you don't understand things you don't feel happy and that is why some people don't venture into god because like god cannot be understood the Bible says that his understanding is past finding out. You can't easily understand God. He's not like mathematics or economics or sociology or some subject that you, you, you know the definition and then there are various theories that guide the subject. So once you know those theories, you are okay. As for God, when you think, Job said, I go to the left where he worketh and yet he's not there it's like the left where he's working or the right where he's working or you know where he is when you arrive there you see he's not there he has moved Yeah. so mysteries of God we are the custodians we are the people the word of God salvation they are all mysteries of life some people don't understand what is salvation why should somebody shed his blood to save us that's a mystery how do you, why do you need blood when the bible says without the shedding of blood there, there's no remission of sins 
Why do you need blood? Why does God need blood? Why, why does he want blood at all to pacify him? I don't know. Why you go to heaven and ask him? <laughs> but we know that in the realm of the spirit, even with other lesser gods, whenever they, they, their powers have to be tapped, they, they, the blood is shed. Yes, blood of chicken, blood of whatever goods, blood of something, and sometimes even human blood is sacrificed. So the Bible says that you and I are custodians of this thing about God, godliness, blood, you know, Holy Spirit. What is Holy Spirit? He's a God that we can't see him die. You can't hear him. Prayer is one of the mysteries of Christianity. It's prayer. It's like you have to sit and talk to somebody you can't hear. Nor you can, cannot respond audibly for you. Like your friend. When you take the text back. So you know that you are talking to somebody. And then uh, when you call and you are talking. And then even. Uh, are you there? Are you there? Or the network goes silent. And then you say hello, hello, hello. Because you need responses to continue talking. But in prayer. Hey, Father. Our Father which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. There's nothing like yes, I'm here. So a lot of us cannot even pray because you, you don't have response. Now, those of you who like in common, like you like uh, chatting and a lot of talking is like people talking and you talking, you talking and they talk and talk. When you hear prayer, is very foreign to you because here is prayer. When you start, our Father. Which art in heaven? Hallowed be thy name. <laughs> thy kingdom come. <laughs> the the silence, silence. You can't. You will never respond. So based on that, most people cannot even pray. These are the mysteries. Yes, and some of them we are able to share. Some too we cannot. Why has God chosen to put prayer at something that is like it's just a monologue, mostly monologue? Every now and then you say the Lord told you, or God responded and said something and gave you a guidance. But you know, you know, when you are even saying that, that it's not audible, you have to, you, it's not clear. Yes, it's by faith. And when you don't operate by that faith, you will see that you are lagging behind and that is why he says therefore that moreover it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful faithful means you are the same I don't understand the prayer but I have to be a faithful steward and keep praying (laughs) I don't understand what it means by when you pray to accept Jesus as your personal savior, the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. I don't know how it works. But as a faithful steward, I must keep preaching this gospel and still lead people to pray that prayer. And when you are not faithful, you stop it. Because it gets to a point where you tell yourself that of what is like what is happening i mean most christians don't like witnessing and so winning because it's a mystery you have not grasped fully 
That's why the Bible says we must be found faithful. Faithful and dedicated to the mysteries of God. No matter how you explain it or you understand it, you must be dedicated. Dedicated. So faithful means you are dedicated. Faithful also means constant. Constant when things change, you don't change. When situations turn, you are the same. That's why the Bible says it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So with respect to God, we must be faithful. With respect to the mysteries of God, we must be faithful. And with respect to relationships, we must be faithful. Because God will bring you into a family. When you get born again, he puts you in a family. And as a steward of the mysteries of God, one of the mysteries of God is the fellowship of the brethren. That somebody is not your father's uh, daughter or your father's son. Like it's not your brother from the same mother. But it's your brother from another mother. As the Americans say, you know my brother from the same mother. But you are my brother from another mother. You know, he is my sister from another mother. Yes. That means that when you look at somebody sitting by you, he's not your blood brother, biological brother, but he's your brother in Christ. It's a mystery you must hold dear and live by. Because you are in, and some of us don't understand that mystery. So you are in the church, but you are still an outsider. Yes. And I keep getting people saying that, you know, when I'm not in church, nobody asks of me. And nobody in the church is, I'm not happy with my church because they don't ask of me. And I tell them that, Jack, it's all our, all of us have that problem. When I was away for, I was away for two clear weeks. Three Sundays, I was not in church. Three Sundays. Did you ask of me? How many of you sent me a text? Angie, did you send me a text? Did you ask of me? So if you are not in church for three weeks and somebody doesn't ask of you, you will make it a problem. But actually, it's a problem that you also have created. Now, I'm not afraid of you, so I'll say it. Now, I can mention you, look at your faces and mention your name. You didn't ask of me. Should I also be hurt? So I'm, I'm hurt, so I won't come to church again. Jack, Eva, did you send me a text? Did you ask of me? No, Bishop. So if you two, two weeks, you haven't come, I don't ask of you, then you become offended. Eugene, did you ask of me? Did you send me a text? Yes. Beckwith, Bernard, did you ask of me? Did you did you even even not say direct, but let's say did you call Lady Pastor Efwa that hey I have not seen Bishop for three weeks. Where is Bishop? Is he okay? Yes. So if you too you are not in church for one month, nobody asks of you. Why should you be offended? That's the question I'm asking. Coco, you can sit. When I mention your name and I finish, you sit down. But I'm just explaining 
a mystery we must live by which we don't respect yes which we must be faithful to keep I'm talking about loyalty and disloyalty but you understand what I'm saying Coco I was not in church three full Sundays you two you are not in church like how many weeks three weeks before my three weeks or it was it intersected okay did anybody ask of you from fresh lilies they asked of you how are you where are you where have you been are you okay we are praying with you everything will be fine beautiful good you are blessed who are those who asked of you huh Angela Angela you asked of Coco when she was not around for three weeks what about me your bishop did you ask of me but why are you taking your time as though you asked of me but you really yeah forgotten yeah who has asked of you who asked of you Anita Anita so you know how to ask of people and ask about them what about me I was not around for three weeks did you ask of me did you send me a text did she send you a text did you send me a text yeah so some people you see based on the little group you are part of you may get some attention but even if you don't get attention know that all of us have that problem you too you have that problem I said I was not here for three weeks brother did you ask of me did you ask of me please no please no please no everybody says please no I'm chipping it in because a lot of us have that problem that eh, even I heard yesterday somebody said there's a brother who says that nobody has been asking of him he has not been around for some time and nobody is asking of him so he's really hurt with his church ah. and I'm thinking to myself that by you you are hurt with why are you hurt of with anybody about anything you too when I've, I've not been in jail for three weeks even some years ago I had a surgery and I was, in, I was not in church for about six weeks to recover yes one eye I had an eye surgery they went into my eye to solve a problem in the eye one eye and I couldn't I had a big plaster on my, my, my face and I couldn't come to church and I was in the house you were not asking of me so what I'm saying is that it's a mystery of godliness part of our service of God has these things in it and we are custom, all of us, not only the pastors, not only the members not only me, all of us, all of us members, we are stewards of God and, and we are stewards of the mysteries of God, we are all part of it yes so rather than being hurt and bored, do fear you are not in church for how many weeks? Five weeks. I know because I know. And I knew I was in communication. And every now and then, I get to know this person. I've traveled. I'm away for some time. So I'll be communicating. But there are some too, they travel, they don't tell me. I'll never know. Well, that's how you live your life. If you, you go, you go. When you come to, you have come if you have not died once you are not dead we are okay, you are okay and then you just appear again you are okay 
Some people think they don't mind. If you ask of them, they are around. If you don't ask of them, they are also around. But you are away for five weeks. Did they ask of you? A lot of people are asking of you. Myself, Reverend Philip, and then your communion stars people. Because you are in communion stars, they are boss. That's why I'm saying that once you belong to a little group, you get this type of attention that, hey, we haven't seen you. You are not at Reheza. You are not around. So that's why if you are in the church and you don't belong to anything, your problem becomes very serious. Because nobody knows you are not around and nobody knows you are around. Whether you are around or not, there's no difference. So change it today. Eh? Change it today. Find, find a small group and be part of it. Yeah. You even announced that I'm on holiday. Yeah. Oh, I hear you on holiday. And I got a few messages like that. Oh, wow. I, I hope you are doing well on the holiday. You are enjoying the holiday and so on. Very good. Very nice. That's how friend, brotherliness is. Brotherly kind. Let brotherly kindness continue. This is how it is. It's a mystery. One of the mysteries we have to be holding dear and running with in the church. Yes. So moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Yes, faithful because times will change. That is why it's the most important qualification or quality that a Christian must possess. That even if they don't ask of you, be faithful to the mystery. They don't ask of you, don't say that I'm, I'm leaving my church, I'm going to join Roman because right now I see that Rome, and when you go to Roman too, they will also have the same problem, but you will stay there because you are bored with this other side. So you say, I've come home, so let me talk to you like a daddy who has come home to the children. Is that not so? Yes. Moreover, it is required so to be faithful means you are constant. Somebody who doesn't change when the weather changes, who doesn't change when situations change, who doesn't change when you are prospered. Now you have money. You are changing. At first, when you they, they say sit here, you go. But now that you are prospered a bit and you come in a very nice four-wheel drive, it's not easy for Asha to say go to this side. Because you are you are now changing. Stewards, pastors are stewards, instrumentalists are stewards, choristers are stewards. Do you understand? Security men in church are stewards. We are all like we are doing something. We are servants. Steward is a servant. Steward, check the meaning of steward. Check the meaning of steward, please. I'm preaching to you for some time, so allow me to feel free a bit. Yes. Steward means what? Nobody finds the meaning. Somebody who does what? He looks after the passengers on a ship, aircraft, or that's a steward, yes. 
An agent. Uh huh. A cabin attendant. Official appointed <laughs> manager. In my, my dictionary here, it is a preacher. A preacher. Figuratively, it means a preacher. It also means overseer that is an employee in that capacity. Yes. Or a house distributor. Hmm. Like somebody who is a, a house distributor, like somebody who is a manager of affairs there. Manager. It's like a superintendent to whom the head of the house or proprietor has entrusted the management of his affairs, the care of receipts and expenditures, and the duty of dealing out the proper portion to every servant and even to the children not yet of age. We can go on and on and on. The apostles, metaphorically, the apostles and other Christian teachers, bishops and overseers. Chamberlain. It, it embodies all of us. No matter who you are, there is a small portion that is entrusted to you. Even the fact that Jesus called the disciples and said, Go ye into all the world and preach the God. It's, it's, it's that commission is to all of us. Something has been entrusted in your hand. And we are the people who must be faithful to this. Whatever truth is in the Bible, we must stand on it and be faithful till Jesus comes to take us home. And be strong in it. Not only when you don't have anything or you are nothing. <laughs> yes. Some people think that it refers to only pastors. No, it's not to pastors only. It's to every Christian. You are a steward. I'm talking about different truths and revelations in the Bible entrusted to you to keep, to perform it, or to pass it on to others. Even the Bible teaches that older women should teach younger women how to love their husbands. I mean, you would have thought that it was natural. When they see you, you are like a very mature wife. Yes. Even your hairdo crash shows that you are you are not a small girl who is now going to be lavedos. Oh, true. Tuesday is 25 years of marriage. And look at these small, small girls who are now married. Some of them one year, two years. They don't, they know nothing of how to love their husbands. Stand up, stand up. Stand up. Yes. So to you, you may be just a normal church member, but you have to understand that you are a steward of this particular truth of how to love the husband and how to care for the children. And pass it on to them Instead of being in the church And saying that I got nothing to do I don't know what I have to do in the church and There's nothing I can do in that. There's something you can do Everybody in the church has a place Something is entrusted to you So uh, uh, 25 years how old, are, how, how old is your marriage? Almost 7 And yours oh, 7 Okay 7 and almost 7 
so it means that you are young wives compared to this 25 year old wife one third of her marriage life you have not reached do you see so it is your duty as a christian mature wife do you see not to just look at them and say hey it's their business it's not their business it is also their and uh, i think october something we have or september something we have a marriage seminar here marriage october 6th we'll have a marriage because we we need some of these old oldies to talk to these young ones how to care for the house how to love their husbands who is on the screen who is on this thing that we cannot bring scriptures up yeah, how to care for the husbands and, and love the husbands well you may assume that once you are married you know how to love your husband no 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 it's not true at all some of these young wives they need guidance how to talk to their husbands how to respond they don't know at all they, they, they see them as their friends it's like he's my friend so I can talk to him anyhow your friend is different from your husband how you talk to your friend is not the same way you talk to your husband and some of these old wives they have been they have become bitter bitter wives yes always angry always not happy about something you can't tell as the years have gone they have not become sweeter because nobody taught them how to survive when your children have grown and left the house and you and the man are there how to care for only the man talk to your husband and call him swine you see an older woman should say hey did you say that I should never hear such a thing from you. You see, and you rebuke them like a headmistress. Yes, when they see you, they'll be running away. That's good. Because your young girls, you know, you are you are you are destroying your marriages by sometimes the way you conduct yourself in it. My husband gives instruction, he's opposed. Why are you always shouting, talking to us and making us, you, when we see you there's tension in the house. When you say that to your husband, you are a rebellious wife. I'm telling you. You see, I'm saying it so because I'm a man, I sound harder. But a woman should learn, should know that a, a normal wife who is grown and mature should know that you can't, you can't talk to your husband husbands give instructions and instructions are obeyed because husband has said it that's why when you marry a fool it's up to you yes because, because what you don't know is that marriage is not boyfriend and girlfriend when you ah, my god and my lord if he gives foolish instructions it's you who have gone for it Hey, I don't know why I should follow such a foolish man. You see, that's why many marriages don't work. But older women can teach you how to survive when you are married to a foolish, a foolish one. Because Abigail in the Bible, she had a foolish husband. The name of the man was Nabal, and it meant foolish. And he was, he says, his name is foolish, and he's also a fool. That's what she said. The woman said it. And she had an Abigailic way 
of managing this Nabal. And she found her way into the work of God. She found her way into the heart of God's anointed. Yes. So, I'm talking about loyalty and disloyalty. It's because we don't uphold some of these mysteries that we are custodians of. That whether it's a relationship with your pastor or relationship with your husband or relationship with your subordinates or your boss at work, you see that there's a lot of disloyalty in the system. But people don't know that what God has entrusted to us, we are supposed to live it and pass it on faithfully as faithful stewards of the mysteries of God. Paul told Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1, Thou therefore my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. Faithful men teach others also. Other faithful men. The faithful men are to teach it. To guide it. So that like these wives, they'll, they'll, they'll have a texting, this thing that, oh, this is what my husband's birthday. So what do you do when it's on his birthday? Then she will start you from the morning. By the time he wakes up, you have made tea. Yes. You massage his feet and so on. <laughs> Somebody is asking, but as the older woman, does she do this type of things? <laughs> Yes, when she was young, she will, and you see that older, the older you get, you come to an equilibrium. Yes, and the marriage is neither, it's not overly exciting. Neither is it also uh, what shambolic. Yes, <laughs> yes, or bland. Yeah, because it's on autopilot. Yeah, because you don't also go for honeymoon I and mean, if you go for honeymoon cry, it's like mokwed <laughs> what are you going to do do you understand Suffocately. am I preaching <laughs> when you are younger that's when your husband's his his his, his libido is very high when you pass here, he will tap your buttocks. When you tap here, he's tapping your breast. When you say, hey, I don't know why. Ah, leave me. The older woman will tell you that, enjoy it. Oh. Enjoy it while it lasts. Yes. A time will come when no man can work. <laughs> the night comes when no man can work. <laughs> Enjoy it. If he's touching your bottles, push it back so that he can get a bigger surface area to smack. Don't say, hey, don't touch my bottles. Share. Why are you touching somebody's bottles? It's not somebody. Tell him that he should touch the other side. If he touches here, he should touch here. Is that all? Has he finished? Does he want to do something more than that? An older woman teach younger. It's a custodian. You are faithful. Age has caught up on you. But you still believe in the marriage ordinance. 
But sometimes when age comes out, it's a foolish idea. Man. Men, they are always, they are all the same. Don't, these things, when you do, uh, uh, look, when he says some, say some, let, let him know that you are not a fool. You see, you'll be teaching foolish ideas and destroying young people's marriages. Stand for your right. This type of tree, this thing. It's like a man is not a pillow for you to put your head on. This type of it's not in the Bible, it's not a good advice. And you see that you, you'll be doing this, and then your marriage becomes so scrambled like egg that you can't find the yolk and the album and you like I, I, and there are people who are longing for your husband and then somebody said hey, what about the wife some people too also like that you see this type of talking eh, it's not good though one day if I hear you talking like that I'll beat you <laughs> I mean, not physical beating, but I mean, yeah. When you are young, all your feelings and hormones are alive and strong. Hey! If you are moody, you are moody deep. Yes. I know a lot of things. Yes. You have to find out so when these moods are coming, I don't know what how to smile, I don't know what to do. So older woman, show me what to do. They will show you. Spiritual ones. Well, we have spiritual mothers also who are there. I used to tell Lady Pastor Father, look, you need to teach younger wives how to go to the markets early in the morning on Saturday because that's when the fresh things have been brought when you wake up and go at 11 12 o'clock tomatoes that is getting spot is what you get that's why your stew is not that nice because the one that makes you nice they come early in the morning when you see these young guys hey they are somewhere uh, these girls they are somewhere even when you want to talk to them they don't want to hear they don't want to hear there's a way to talk to them to hear shout hey i'm talking to you listen you spoil your marriage by the way you are going Stop it! Stop it! When you are young, you think you are strong. But you shouldn't show strength when you are young. Humility is good. Better than strength. Yes. Saturday. Say, oh, I'm not going anywhere. Otimidas can sleep. Ah, sun has come. It's almost going down before you wake up. Because like Saturday, I have to sleep. And no matter how long you sleep, you wake up even feeling sick. Wake up, go to the market. Agboboloshi, Kwasiya Jaso. Is there Kwasiya Jaso still? There used to be a place Kwasiya Jaso. Is it in Accra? Where is that? Makola Kwasiya Jaso. Why do they call it Kwasiya Jaso? Are you sure? <laughs> it's like where they sell eggs. Kusia and Ayakwasia. Ah, I wonder. 
I don't think so. I don't think so. Somebody is bringing up his own ideas. Somebody who says Akosia Jas and Ayakosia Jas. Go to Adoso. Go to uh, Somanya. Uh, this place, uh, Agomanya. There's a place there, market day. Ubenya Nyama for four, four. Dewa. Everything is sweet. You won't think the younger children of Namana they want to shop, buy tomatoes at Koala at Max Mart, onions at Max Mart, pepper at Koala. Hey, and the guy works at he's a teacher at Maledada JHS. What kind of pressure is this? You want to go and buy a bread and these type of things at uh, uh, what do you call that place? Max Mart, West Hills Mall, Shop Right, Shop Right, Shop Right, Shop for less. <laughs> shop Right is not Shop Right; it's Shop Less, Shop for less. I tell you. But older, what I'm saying is that the faithfulness is covering all the revelations of God's word the mysteries of God the mysteries of God the truths, the revelation so ladies younger people who are married less than 2 years, 3 years, 4 years 5 years, how, how old is your marriage? Huh? 3 you are married for 3 years and you are sitting down yes And how old is your marriage? Two and a half. Two and also two and a half. <laughs> she, she wants it to be older. She has added the half. <laughs> you have to learn it. And it takes humility to learn from somebody about marriage that you are now practicing. You are now practicing how to survive with a man who likes sex every day. Instead of fighting him, eh? adjust yourself and know how to manage everyday activity. When he comes, you meet him. Oh yes, when he's when he's arriving, you are also around. It's like I'm ready for you, cry. So one day you are coming and say, "Hey, where are you going?" Then he'll be running away and say, "Yes, I have succeeded." succeeded fire for fire oh yes he says he's on fire I am on more fire than him share he likes it at dawn to dawn we are going he likes it just after I've dressed up and I'm going to work we will do it just before I leave for work he will see something I will finish dress up and go and stand in front of him that I'm ready he said ready for what I said oh ready for round one Hey, today they are tired. He said, Ah, okay, then we have tried. But most young marriages are suffering. See, the man is fire. He wants the sex morning like paracetamol, two in the morning, two in the afternoon, two in the evening. Then the woman will be bored. Maybe your mother didn't tell you, but Jale, oh, what for fra? 
Behemoth for Behemoth there. Sex is sex. He likes it. Pa. God, the girls have made their faces as if <laughs> I've given them quinine. <laughs> Reach it, Bishop. The revelations in the Bible, prayer, fellowship, sit down, fellowshipping, not neglecting the fellowshipping of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching, fellowshipping, coming to church. We have to survive and keep that mystery. It's a mystery of God. We must hold on to it. These truths in the Bible, they are all things that we have to believe and hold on to. Witnessing. Church Christianity with witnessing as part of it. A major part of Christianity is witnessing. Having crusades. Going from door to door. Person to person. It's something that the Bible says that we are supposed to be faithful. Constant. Never change. Times may change. Churches may change, but the word of God abides forever. It remains the same. And we must be faithful to hold it. Every Christian becoming a pastor, a shepherd, rising to be a teacher. It's a truth. It's a mystery. That Why is it that I can't just be in church and just enjoy? Look, that's a mystery. It's a very important mystery for your life that when you are in the church, you must rise and grow to the point where you teach others, whatever the teaching level is. Whatever. Whether new converts, whether children, whether other members that you have to teach. You have to rise into that. For when for the time you ought to be a teacher, you have neither one teach you again. Why should you be taught again? All the time they always teach you something. You have to rise to be a teacher. Hebrews 10, uh, Hebrews, Hebrews what? Hebrews 5, 12. Because he's showing me Hebrews 12. Yeah. Are you listening to me? You have to hold on to it. Faithful. Paul told Timothy that you are my son. The things you have heard of me, eh, I want you to be faithful to them and pass the same things to other people who will also be faithful and pass it on to others. When this quality leaves us, so many different things, problems come into the church. When this quality leaves us, a lot of problems come into the church. Are you listening to me? In Rejoiner's book, The Final Quest, he has a vision in it which um, he recounts about how demons were marching against the church. And then as the demons were marching against the church, he began to look at the different banners under which they were operating. And I'll just show you that because it brings a revelation about this particular thing that we are talking about. Is somebody hearing me at all? Ooh, glory to God. Listen to what he said. He said, it's good for you and for me. He said, 
The main aim of this demonic okay, let me start from the beginning. He says he describes a vision of a large demonic army marching against the church. I'll I'll give you this vision and then I'll close. The aim of this demonic army was to cause division on every level of relationship. Churches with other churches. Congregations with their pastors. And I dare say pastors against pastors. And even husbands with their wives. This is a vision that a prophet had. A vision to cement the truth we are talking about. And he says that the aim of the demons was to cause division at all levels of relationship. Churches with, with other churches, congregations with their pastors, pastors again. If you now, if you watch YouTube, you will see pastors against pastors. Plenty. Even the other day, I saw a guy who has said that a song, these are songs you shouldn't sing. He mentioned some churches and their songs that you shouldn't sing. And he's lambasting the songs. When I was watching myself, ah, what you, you are just taking the line that the person is in the song and you are just making a case. Well, that's not what it means. Oh. Some people like, it's like, they are like Christians, mature Christians, who make comments about just what is happening in the church world. They themselves don't even preach. Or don't have any church. Somebody will leave a church, then you say, Why I left elevation church and come and say so many bad things, or not even bad things, but say things that he thinks are bad things. One day I heard Apostle Toss, one of our bishops, he said he was watching one of these people saying, Why I left elevation church. He said, Ah. That's when I saw so many behind the scenes activities that I, I would never know about the church. And he was so blessed. <laughs> he was so blessed. The person was saying that eh, when you are in the back, you see that at the back, you no, know, they've made the church like some family be. That is like you, you, you are everybody is together, and so it's like the whole thing is as if you know you are you are you are some you are you are bonded to some people, and it's like you can't free yourself. <laughs> he said, "Oh, <laughs> that's a very good thing that in a, a church uh, you are like a family." I yes. see when you want to criticize, you always turn a beautiful thing into it. Like if you see a, a couple who are very nice, like the wife is very submissive to the husband, the husband is very helpful, he, he takes the laundry, he takes the uh, dustbin and he goes to throw the trash away, he organizes, uh, he, will, he will be still in there, he's watching the grass, and they say, hey, the woman has made him a fool. <laughs> he has been made a Jimmy Jimmy. Because it's like, ah! water flowers. It's like you go and see the man, you make the banku, and the woman is making the okra stew. Then say, ah, he has made the man into a Jimmy Jimmy. It's like a fool. It's like he, he, he just he's just like a domesticated husband. Oh. Well, Frema man. He has spoiled his mind. She has spoiled his mind. What a beautiful thing. If you had a husband. Hey. While you are bathing the children. He is making their food. Is it not a good thing? 
And when you have a husband, while you are making the okra stew, then he's making the mango. Is it not nice? All that when when <laughs> when you are doing the soup, then he's sitting down and then he's turning the fufu. One hand he's pounding. Pound. <laughs> then when somebody will say, ah, <laughs> look at the husband, he has become a Jimmy Jimmy. <laughs> ah, how can it be possible? Is it not nice? While they are there, they are chatting. They are conversing, they are bonding, it's working beautifully, and their, their love is lasting longer. I should increase the volume. Eh? <laughs> yes. But it's easy to just read the scratching, but it's all an attempt by the demons to destroy beautiful things that God is doing with his family. Yes. So Regina, he could see in the realm of the spirit and God gave him this vision. And he said, they wanted to do it. Their aim was to cause division at every level of relationship. Most people are ignorant of this. He says, another aspect of the revelation was the weapons that this demonic army was carrying. He says, I noted in particular that the spears they were carrying were called treachery. Spears were treachery. Do you know what treachery is? It's the highest form of disloyalty. So they were carrying spears and they were marching against the church. It's like we are coming to, to cause disloyalty and high level treason in the church. Are you listening to me at all? He said, as I mused over this, I realized that many churches... Had, that had suffered major setbacks had suffered these things because of disloyalty and treachery I thought about several great men of God I had grown to respect and considered how ministries had be, become stunted disloyalty had played a major role in this regrettable turn of event there were four arrows mentioned in the vision accusation, gossip slander let me read the vision to you crap because it's very long okay Accusation and what? And slander. And what? And fault finding. Accusation, gossip, slander, and fault finding. On the surface, these four weapons do not sound very effective. They do not even sound like weapons the devil will use. However, after being in the ministry for some years, I've concluded that the most potent weapons of the devil are these very things accusation even marriages are spoiled by accusations gossip slander and fault finding if you are with somebody who is always finding fault you will never go far are you there still or you've gone home ah my god my god and my lord revelation chapter 12 verse 10 says and i heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our god day and night they accused them before our god what day and night day and night so many 
He says, the army was marching specifically against the church, but it was attacking everything it could. I knew that it was seeking to preempt a coming move of God, which was destined to sweep masses of people into the church. Every time Satan senses and sees that God is about to do a major work in his church, this particular attack comes very strong against the church. Are you there still? He says, uh, the scouts, okay, were sent to locate the openings in churches, families, or individuals that rejection, bitterness, lust could exploit and make larger. If there's a small opening, the demons have small scouts. Smaller demons were scouts and they will exploit smaller openings. If there's some small opening, then they come in. Bitterness will come, lust will come, and then what? Rejection will also come and join. We were marching against the church. Then the following divisions would pour through the openings to complete, completely overcome their victims. He says the most shocking part of this vision was that this horde was not riding on horses. They were not riding on horses. What were they riding on? But primarily on Christians. Most of them were well dressed, respectable, and had the appearance of being refined and educated. But they also seemed to be representatives from almost every walk of life. These people profess Christian, Christian truths in order to appease their powers, their consciences, but they live their lives in agreement with the powers of darkness. As they agreed with those powers, their assigned demons grew and more easily directed their actions. Many of these believers were host to more than one demon, but one would obviously be in charge. The nature of the one in charge dictated the division under which they marched. Brothers and sisters, the vision continues. He says, the only way the leaders of this horde kept the demons from fighting each other was to keep their hatred, jealousy and others focused on the people they were riding. Because the demons of hatred hmm, also hated themselves and their fellow demons as much as they hated the Christians. So the armies of the demon, the devil will, will, will cause them to concentrate their hatred on the Christians. That's how come they could continue their march against the church so if you are in the church don't allow yourself to be ridden by demons to fight the church of God whatever you think may be wrong with your church be part of the solution and not be part of the problem or the pointing out the fault finding the pointing of the finger hey and my church they don't visit you when you are sick hey and my church if you haven't gone for three weeks nobody will mind you meanwhile when you are in the church you too don't mind anybody when they have not been around for three weeks but Bevelyn how long were you away for? how many months? nine months and, and, and who asked of you? myself LPFWA and Edwita. Only the four of us. How about Pastor Lante? Pastor Kill. Pastor Kill. And, and you are forcing to be one of the people. <laughs> 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 you know, <we're> free. <laughs> are you listening to me? So, 
He says, I noted that the demons were riding on these Christians, but were not in them as was the case with non-Christians. It was clear that the power of the demons was rooted almost entirely in the power of deception. And so on and so forth and so on. You can read it in those who are ignorant. Today, I don't want you to be ignorant of the devil's devices. That is why I'm going to start this series on loyalty and disloyalty. To help you to stay true to God, to his word, and to every mystery that has been entrusted to us. And one day, you will be glad that you stood firm to fight off the demons that were fighting against the church. If Satan wants to cause division between pastors in this church, you are not going to be one of them. If Satan wants to cause division even between husband and wife, you will not be the one at the center of the division. And if Satan wants to destroy relationships between friends in the church, you are not going to fuel the fire. But some of us who are in the church, when people are quarreling, you put fuel in eh? I even heard Meanwhile you didn't hear anything I even heard that he said that You know you like people's husbands No he didn't hear But he's adding fuel To make you more angry So that the separation and the quarrel Can be deeper It is Satan Who comes against the church With his horde And with his demons To call divisions at every level of relationship Yes and don't think that me I've been in the church for many years I've served the Lord for many years working in the church and serving the Lord and I've seen so many of these examples people rising up fighting the church and they never succeed to spoil the church only that if you allow yourself you'll be roped in and you find yourself at the losing end may God deliver you from every demonic influence may God save you so that as a steward of God's mysteries you will be able to hold on to these ones faithfully to the very end clap for Jesus stand to your feet oh yes oh yes because you are a faithful steward some people think that you are loyal because they are giving you money you are loyal because you are upholding the mysteries of God and you are faithful to it to the very end to the very end it's not because somebody is your your relative or somebody gives you money that's why you are if you are loyal to your boss it's not because he gives you special tips on the side you are upholding something a truth a revelation that is in God's word as a steward of God the mysteries of the mysteries of God to never go away from you Jesus told Martha that Mary one thing is needful Mary has chosen that part and it will never be taken away from her never be taken away from her your loyalty will never be taken away from you your stewardship and faithfulness will never be taken away from you. Lift your hand and pray for yourself that on this journey a spirit of faithfulness will come upon you to be faithful to uphold to keep. Oh yes Mato Kayada Rema Sondeli Mikabarada 
Father, we thank you for the blessing of your word. We thank you for even finding us worthy to hear these wonderful mysteries that we will never be added and employed by the wicked one to fight against your church and your people, to cause divisions at every level of relationship. God, deliver us and help us in the mighty mighty name of jesus i pray for everyone here like you prayed for peter that their faith will never fail and that the wicked one will not take advantage over them and that they will never be part of satan's hosts and hordes that are marching against the church they will never be the horses they will ride upon to march against the church but every one of them will stand strong as faithful stewards of the mysteries of god to uphold the word of god and to maintain the revelations that you give to us through the ages we thank you and we bless you in jesus mighty name amen clap for jesus and uh, clap for him clap for him clap for him oh mighty god thank you thank you thank you as every head is bowed and every eye closed if you are here today you don't know jesus as your lord and personal savior i want to pray for you maybe somebody invited you but we believe in salvation we believe that jesus christ came to die to save sinners save all of us from our sins and if you are here today and you are not born again somebody invited you but you are not a serious christian as every head is bowed and every eye closed i want you to lift up your right hand so i can pray with you anybody here like that if somebody invited you but you are not a born again christian you are not a serious christian if you were to die today you are not sure of making it to heaven i want to pray for you god bless you i see your hand anybody else lift up god bless you i see your hand lift it up lift it up don't be shy don't be afraid we believe in salvation we believe that your sins can be washed away no matter how far you have gone in sin the blood of jesus can make you whole if you have lifted your hand come to me right in front here 
Christian, but you have backsliding and you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. We are about to pray, but I want to pray for you as well. So step out of your chair and come here. Say, I want to rededicate my life. I want to restart. I want to start afresh. Jesus will help you and Jesus will bless you. As we are praying, just step out and come and I'll pray for you. Those of you in front here, lift up your hands. And let us join them and pray this prayer together. Say after me, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. Say it louder. I thank you for today. I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me with your precious blood. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you. Close your eyes. I will serve you for the rest of my days. Thank you for saving my soul. Please write my name in the book of life. I will serve you forever in Jesus' name. Now say after me, Satan, from today, I will not serve you again. I will serve Jesus. I will follow Jesus for the rest of my days. Thank you, Father for saving my soul. Amen. And it's time for communion. Oh, yes. The blood. The blood. And the body will avail for you. And drink, this is my blood which was shed for you. Lift up the bread. Lift it up. Father, thanks a million. Oh yes, for the body that was broken for us. By this body we have redemption. By this broken body we have our healing. We thank you for this great work done for us on Calvary. Thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. It's the body. The communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal. It is the meal of God. It will sustain you, it will heal you, it will give you life. Lift up your cup. When I see the blood, this is the blood of Jesus shed for all of us for the remission of our sins. The blood will wash you from your sins. The blood will mark you for God's special immunity. It's like you have spiritual and divine immunities by the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the blood that was shed for us. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Drink the blood. 
Israelites in Egypt, the angel of death passed through the land, and wherever he saw the blood on the doorpost, he passed over. There was no death, life was there. Right now, as you have drunk the blood, receive spiritual immunity. Immunities you cannot be brought under the power of demons. And the power of evil men and the power of wicked men be free now in the name of Jesus. Walk in your liberty, walk in your freedom. Christ Jesus makes you whole. The Lord bless you and favor you in the name of Jesus. You will live long, you will prosper. I said, You will live long, you will prosper. I said, You will live long, you will prosper. In the name of Jesus. Live long. May God deliver you from wickedness. Oh yes. And sudden surprises. Oh yes. May the Lord deliver you. When he sees the blood. By the tokens of the blood. Even your mistakes. The the punishment for your mistakes is taken care of. And whatever accident you should have suffered And whatever judgment you should have suffered Has been placed on Jesus alone And therefore walk in your liberty And serve your king and please your God For the rest of your days The Lord bless you And the Lord help you In the name of Jesus Amen no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Bishop Eddie Addy. Do join either of our Victory Secret Services from the Macarius Church Headquarters, East Egon Hills, Accra, this and every Sunday at 7.30am and 10.30am. Connect with Bishop Eddie Addy on Facebook Live, YouTube, Instagram and Twitter. God bless you and lead you in a series of victories.